My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. <laughs> brain's splitting off in so many different directions <laughs> that no one has the answers to. My dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. things upset me. What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? Questions that no one has the answers to. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we talk about X-Men and X-Men adjacent properties. Gary, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing all right. It's Black Friday. Uh, went to bed last night Why can't night there be a AM. white Friday? <laughs> <laughs> thank Sorry. you for getting yeah you know, I, I was gonna get there really slowly and build up my argument but you really just knocked over the jenga tower with it and i appreciate it i'm just coming just to like i'm coming to this this podcast with the energy of a right-wing youtuber today so expect <laughs> expect lots of uh just you know self-righteous indignation yeah. from me oh yeah click that bell um yeah black friday woke up did my door busters okay like i do cool, every cool. year went mm-hmm. to best buy knocked Target, over some grannies COVID. Some, yeah, knocked over some grannies, trampled yeah. some, you know, some moms who were looking for cheap DVDs and discount PS4s. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, no, vaguely spent a little bit of time today to see if uh, Black Friday meant that I could get a PS5 without buying the like Ooh. PS5 executive <laughs> bundle for nine hundred dollars that comes Hard with like no. six years of PS Plus. Uh, so I'm I'm good. Uh, I'll continue to wait. Um, you know, as as Will says about the PS5 struggle. You know, there's no games on it, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I don't think that there's like no games on it, but there's no games that are worth justifying, like, the amount of trouble that people are going through to get a PS5. Like, uh, $900. Yeah, yeah, don't spend $900 on bundles, but I got pretty lucky with mine, and I've been having a blast playing the new Spider Man game, which I think you will also enjoy. I will, I will absolutely love it. I might get it for PS4, though, yeah. just to play it. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm, if I'm in the mood, I, I, I'm almost guarantee I'll love it. Love that Spider-Man. Give me more Spideys. It's, uh, um, man. I'm, I was, I'm surprisingly missing Spider-Man. Like Miles is super cool and I like Miles, but like yeah. kind of like Spider-Man, dude. <laughs> like Spider-Man yeah. is also fun, but it, it's a, it's a fun game. And like the plot is really good and everything. So I'm having, that's having cool. a good time with it. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited. Super excited. Thing just, that's one of those franchises where if they just kind of keep making those every couple of years. I'll probably just keep playing them. Yeah, I'm yeah. finding myself. Uh, it's got just as much. It feels like there's just as enough enough. Or excuse me, just as much activities like side things that you do in each little bur- borough of New York um, as the mm-hmm. original one. And I'm finding myself like, eh, I don't really care. I'm just going to leave that reactor as a problem over in <laughs> Astoria. <laughs> like I don't. This is a problem for Prowler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I live in Harlem. Let, 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 let yeah. Harlem be Harlem. In real, in real life, I live in Louisiana, so I don't really know what the relationship is between Brooklyn and Harlem is. Don't understand a lot of it. Yeah. My friend yeah. lives in Astoria. Are different so cities? I, like, I know that's I a thing. Yeah. How far apart are they in real life? I don't actually get it. Um, Prowler's in the game, though, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, makes sense based off the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Not near as cool in. as he is in the movie, though. Oh, I, I believe that, too. Um. Yeah, X-Force. we're talking about uh, X-Force. We're talking about the penultimate issue of the X-Force run. 
with one of my favorite covers from the run. Um, I would love to get this copy of uh, Mutinopoly. Mutinopoly sounds like a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I have you. What's like the weirdest Monopoly version that you've ever seen? Because there's there, there's some like really bizarre ones out there. The uh, the one that made a bunch of waves like not too long ago was like the Girl Boss edition, mm-hmm. uh, which was mm-hmm. just there, but you know got a lot of negative attention because it was just gross. You know, uh, it was it was pink washing and, and attempting to uh, you know appeal to to ladies while you know, in a really transparent way, given that Monopoly could already be for girls. Do not pass code. Um, do not collect 200 vials of gamer yeah, bath water. <laughs> yeah. Do, do not pass glass ceiling. Do not. Um, the, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, that was the, the weirdest version I've seen, uh, recently. And I, I haven't played a lot of versions of it. I played a lot of just straight Monopoly when I was younger. And then like, Same. even as a little kid game critic, I was like, this sucks. Yeah, this is uh, this takes forever. Can we just not do this anymore? A six-hour game that's just not very fun. What do you uh, mean even all of the, the rules change in, the, in six hours into the game? That doesn't make any sense, Uncle Kyle. <laughs> what yeah, are we doing? Just, just <laughs> Kyle. Yeah, there's also that slow, that like absolute, like I feel like you should always play uh, Monopoly with like a slaughter rule. So if like you're getting to the end and it's like, I got two railroads and all the orange ones and every somebody else has everything else, like I, they should just win. And yeah. then we can go about our day and like start hating each other. Like <laughs> just go, just go read a book or something. Yeah. <laughs> like You got it. Okay. You did a good job. Now let's just never talk about this again. Yeah. Um, you wanted this weird abstraction of capitalism. So I saw a conservative version of Monopoly, which is hilarious Ooh. to me because of like what yeah, Monopoly is already, to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> but like just a themed yeah. conservative version, I thought was very funny. So is that like you, like I got Condoleezza Rice. Like on the spaces, or was it just like conservative in terms of its rule set? No, no, no. Like, can, like, like a. Not, I don't want to say right wing because I didn't really look into it that closely. Like, I don't know if Jordan Peterson is on it or anything, but like, yeah, definitely like the Condoleezza Rice monopoly. <laughs> Gary's about to buy this for oh. somebody's birthday. <laughs> just take it, taking a look to see what uh, what pops out. Leave for the sky of America, a race for the future. How conservatives break monopoly socialism parody. Oh, I think I, I, this was the other one I saw where uh, the monopoly that makes fun of socialism winning is for capitalists. Of course. Of course, um, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, yeah. Man, I hope it wasn't like a parody. <laughs> like maybe this was just a oh, really like, yeah, maybe this was just a really good tweet and I just took it to be true. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's, the, that's the worst thing when you get taken in by one of those scams. Yeah. Um, so, so we're, uh, we got our, our principal crew, our three, uh, the anarchist, you go girl, uh, Mr. Sensitive, and then also dupe a gigantic board of Monopoly with dice crushing mm-hmm. them in on space, the cover. like floating space. around on a, like a Monopoly board asteroid, which is very good. And we are, uh, we're in the middle of a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. Um, those three, uh, and dupe went off in a, uh, a little escape capsule that, and they found a smaller escape capsule that only has room for two of them. They're going to roll dice to see uh, who gets to go um, back on the space station. They've taken out the CIA agents who are evil, but the, uh, the person they think is the spike is actually one of the Bush Rangers, one of these shape-shifting uh, super criminal uh, death row inmates mm-hmm. um, who has taken the form of the spike and they do not know the remaining yes. members of X-Force. And we, we pick up with that crew with said uh, Bush Ranger, like basically saying like, I guess I need to be the new leader. Like if we don't have a leader anymore and everyone else is just freaking out about their teammates possibly being dead, but he's just like, no, no, I should be the leader. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
uh, it's inappropriate. And they, they call him out on this. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of fighting here allows fat who had been wounded, uh, to kind of reconstitute his muscles, uh, to get his like natural healing to kick back in. So he's not going to die. Yeah. Uh, during this, um, importantly, the, uh, vivisector accuses him. He's like, you know, maybe you don't think that I should care about fat at all. Like that's why you're fighting. And he doesn't know what he's talking about because this isn't the spike. Uh, the spike is a homophobe. Yeah. It just um, so happens you know, that this death row inmate that's turned into a mutant by the CIA. It just, it's just yeah. cool with homophobe, homosexuals. Yeah, he's not a, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, for the stay. Um, the, uh, as the, as they're doing this, they see the escape capsule, uh, coming back in. Um, it looks like their friends have made it. Um, and we get this flashback. We're getting these like sepia tone flashbacks to the, to them making the decision, um, by rolling the dice. Yeah. Um, you know, they're all each going to roll one dice. Whoever gets the lowest stays. And, uh, we get this little cutoff here where Eddie rolls the dice first. We don't get to see how it lands though. Um, I think this, this book, this, uh, issue is really clever, actually how it jumps back and forth Me too. between time and uses, um, like cl- almost like cliffhanger things. Like you can imagine her like throwing the dice and it being in the air before a commercial break. Yes. Yeah. It's very cinematic. It feels, it feels very good. It feels very breezy to move through too because of that. Like you're just like jumping from scene to scene. Everything feels like it's going super fast. Um, mm-hmm. We go back to the other um, space station and uh, like they're trying to raise the Edie and guy on the comms and it's just not working. And they're basically like, man, that, that ship is coming in pretty fast. And also, like, they're not responding. And it's really, really tiny. Like, everyone's kind of getting worried about this whole situation. Yeah. I love, the, I love that beat where, like, Dead Girl's like, the ship seems really little. And then Miles is like, it's an optical illusion. In space, you have nothing to compare it to. You know, but it actually is too small. Um, also, uh, you know, Fat is calling out fake Spike uh, for having a problem with these people coming back. You know, uh, they, they're not onto him yet. Um, we see the space station, uh, itself where the real spike, uh, I love the dialogue, the real spike He's like, come back for the spike. <laughs> Couldn't leave the spike. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's beat up. He's the one who clued us out, clued us out. Um, they go and they see, uh, the doors opening, um, here and, uh, we get our splash page here. Someone dies where they reveal that there's dupe and there's only two people in the space capsule. And they really build this up. Like we immediately flashback where Edie has rolled a three. Um, so we're like, we don't know who's, who's going to be out of this. Like this is going to be built up this whole issue. Basically. Um, Edie rolls a three and guy is essentially like, Hey, look, I should be the one, right? <laughs> this, uh, this joke here, he makes a joke here that I, is always stuck in my head since I first read it where he like, he puts his hand on her shoulders. Like let's make it two of three, an aggregate sto- score. I think that's very funny. <laughs> like he's very serious. Um, I really, you know, I, I mentioned this last episode, but I would love to see Guy Smith uh, integrate into the the main X Men stuff. Sure. I, I think Guy yeah. Smith is a really good character. I think he's a lot of um, yeah. Um, Tyke is saying like you don't need to worry. Like I'll die. And hey, like you know, do, and uh, Mister Sensitive gets frustrated about this. He's like, well, do, what do you care? Like just kill me and be done with it. You guys can have your romance. And then we have it all solved. Um, as we know that, you know, Tyke is super superstitious, um, guy's going to roll next. And then we cut a, you know, roll and he gets a four. So he definitely makes it. He's higher than, uh, Edie. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, Edie and Tyke agree on this. Um, Tyke goes to roll, you know, they, they have their little last goodbye. He's like, we don't regret it. Uh, Tyke rolls it and he blows on it for luck. And we see some of his like sweat powers pop yeah. off the dice. So we know something is going on with this dude. And we have, we've seen him roll dice in the past as well. Like with some, with some, maybe some iffy shit happening. So 
Um, he mm-hmm. could be, you know, either trying to win or trying to to lose. We just we don't know yet. So, yeah. Um, in the present, uh, guy gets out of the the port and like uh, and explains to everybody that somebody had to stay behind and die. Um, and guy is crying, and that's like that can only mean one thing. Like that's that's that can't be Tyke. You you guys left uh, Edie behind. You didn't you? You fucking bastards or whatever. Um, yeah. And again, just going back and forth, like really like in a whiplash kind of way, we go back again where Guy is like just trying to grapple with how meaningless this all is. Like we're going to give up like this person, this whole ass person <laughs> over a die roll. <laughs> <Yeah. right? laughs> like this, you seem, know, this seems pretty arbitrary. Uh, Edie points out, she's like, well, is that as arbitrary as like a genetic glitch that makes me teleport? Or, you know, Agent Wright's daughter, Louise, having a terminal disease and you being the one person who killed somebody who could save life you know like this is all arbitrary mm-hmm. you know searching for this meaning is is nonsense um he's trying to bright side it you know just we should stick together maybe we can get the controls to work um you know but everyone they're urging him to uh to accept it and that's because tyke rolled a one yeah um on his dice um they, we go back to the present where he gets out and he explains like it's weird you know he kept saying it was meant to be him and then uh Miles says, well, of course it was. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, and they explain that the time, that flashback where they went to Vegas, and I mentioned, like, he wins all that money, and I was like, they'll pay off later. And you're mm-hmm. like, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, here's where that pays off. Um, he was winning on purpose because uh, he can use his sweat to manipulate the dice. Yeah. Um, so anything he rolls, he wanted to roll. Can I just um, say there. that, like, in the background of all of this stuff, Fat, who still has not, like, gained control of his body muscles, is just <laughs> looking like a horror show during all of this. And not, like, that's not me fat-shaming somebody. Like, he's just literally dragging Your humongous limbs it. around, right? Like, it's just, it's yeah. it's insane. Like, the body horror of that is just, like, man, please get yeah. your shit under control. He looks like Haster. Like, like there's a, there's a, a scary, um, in the next issue, there's also a really scary uh, fat panel. <laughs> he's, like, really creepy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but we, you know, we come back, you know, they reveal like if he rolled a one, he wanted to roll a one and we go back to Tyke. And I love this, uh, little monologue here where, he, you know, he's kind of like reflecting on it. Like I like Tyke a lot, actually, like all these characters. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, he's saying like, uh, you know, it was a lot easier for Edie and Guy cause they had to trust in luck and I had to decide, you know, um, maybe I would have just taken it. And he starts talking about his origins. You know, he started off in all that snow white snow you know, uh, and now he's going to end in the blackness of space and he's not going to wait for his food and water to run out. He's just going to take a walk, you know, just like walk out into space until, until he dies basically. Um, but his craft gets captured and it gets captured by the rest of the team. They overrode the controls. Yep. Um, this is, this is a real interesting use of dead girl's powers. Um, and also Mm -hmm. before we even jump to that, like when he comes to, he's got a kind of a mild concussion and he sees like all of his teammates, like all whacked out. And that's a very good panel. Like, please, I want that on my wall somewhere. (laughs) Like that's fucking horrifying. It's super Um, scary. Yeah. But, and they, they're like, oh no, no, tell him how we did it. And dead girl is like, oh, I realized basically I'm a corpse whisperer. Right. Um, like I can, uh, she says a corpse reader, but yeah, she, the dead body of the agent is there, um, and she realized that she could read his memories and find out that they were, he was lying to them, and that the controls would actually work. They just had to figure out how to make it happen, so they did. Yeah. Um, there was a there was a little bit of a uh, kind of a side here between her and uh, Vivisector because Vivisector had asked her to like heal fat earlier, and she's like, "I don't think that I can do that." And he's like, "Well, what is the even the point of you? Like, what are your powers?" And she kind of 
very specifically jabs at him. It's like, I'm a corpse reader. You might say that that's the point of me. And he looks yeah. just, just a little bit like nonplussed about the whole thing. Chagrined. Chagrined. Yeah. Just, just a little bit. Um, so they reversed it. And Tyke, of course, you know, being superstitious is like, well, yeah, but, you know, now one of us has to die. Like, the question is unanswered again. Um, they all celebrate. They're like, nobody dies. You know, and this, this dialogue is also very funny where Mr. Sensitive is like, we all live. We create order out of arbitrary universe and tell the Grim Reaper to go to hell. Like, it's very like, you know, he's like Rictus grin. He's super excited but then about here, this. Yeah. <laughs> we create order out of arbitrary chaos. But then uh, the spike comes in, the real spike, uh, saying like, maybe people do die and they realize they have an imposter. Um, and it's it's the main uh, Bush Ranger, the one with the afro. And the kind of erudite one. Um, and they have to fight him off and he's real tough. He kind of gets the jump on him. Yeah. Um, the spike dies. And, uh, as they're fighting the false spike, um, you know, he's, they're doing this fight. They're shooting all these, you know, he's shooting all these spikes everywhere. They're doing quips and stuff, uh, basically like a real fight, but in the chaos, uh, who gets stabbed in the stomach, but Edie. It's Edie. Um, and this feels like, this is one of those comic book things where like, you'll see a comic book character like literally get de-atomized and they'll come back to life. Mm-hmm. But then like one single spike through a, through one of her two kidneys is like life threatening. Oh yeah. And, and I don't mind. Like, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. It's just always like anytime a hero, like actually for real dies, it's always feels very underwhelming compared to how they fake die. Well, why, why don't they use a, uh, use a Phoenix down? Um, on <laughs> exactly. Earth is what you're saying. You know? <laughs> Which in this universe uh, is just a, a clip of Jean Grey's hair that guy is carrying for some reason. It's weird, man. <laughs> Like, uh, I love the idea of Phoenix down and it just being just Jean Grey. Like, since it's down, it couldn't be her head hair. It'd have to be like arm hair or something. Yeah. I mean, I, we both want to, we, neither one of us want to go to the, to the pubic hair joke, but it's right there in front of us. It is right there. The Phoenix crust. The, um, uh, so she, she's straight up dying, like, and definitely dying. Um, yeah. you know, she's like, no, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to die. Like, I can't. And they don't have a healer on the team at this point you know uh so just uh obviously mr sensitive is super upset about it um you know and she's she's trying to get him to be stoic she's like you know do something for me bury me out here with the stars like if you bury me back at home you know my grave would become this tourist trap and they would sell glowing replicas of my gravestone you know uh which is which is very sad and uh the last thing that she says uh before she dies is i figured out a new name and whispers in his ear and uh and Edie dies and that's it yeah she's yeah. she she passes away and they shoot her bullet back into space and um mm-hmm. we get some some thought narration from guy saying one bullet one gun six chambers these are my friends they will they will mm-hmm. be faithful they will not desert me and yeah he's he's right back to the russian roulette system again so he's yeah not in a good place right now as they as they watch the Edie's corpse you know get blasted into space somewhere yeah uh, as I mentioned last episode, I kind of uh, said this. Uh, Peter Milligan did like really did roll dice to see who would die um, for this. Like he did not have it decided in advance uh, or that far in advance when he was plotting it. He did it randomly. And then like as a little challenge to himself, made himself stick with it. Hmm. Um, so he this is the last one he wanted to have die. The last person. And he talks about it uh, in like interviews at the time where he's like, yeah, like I miss writing her. Like she was a really fun character to write for. And you can kind of see that because her shadow will hang over the series for quite a while, actually. 
Um, but it's really interesting, you know, thinking about that, like the idea of it being random for him and then the characters determining it randomly yeah. as well. Creating limitations oh, cool and like idea. working within that is always super interesting to me, right? Like just like not yeah. allowing yourself everything that you could possibly have and usually creates like better, for lack of a better word, like better art. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like interesting. Like artists are good when they're stretching themselves a little bit. And it's interesting to think about what the book would look like if one of the other characters had died. You know, I feel like it wouldn't like this is one of my favorite comic book deaths. Uh and the reason why, you know, there's people are talking uh in the Slack when we first started covering this, and there are people who are sore about it. Um, but to me, this is a really good example of a character dying where like nobody gets over it right away, you know? Yeah. Like the next arc in its entirety is about this. Um, she will have, uh, there's an issue where like they find her diaries um, and read them. Um, she ends up being, uh, having kind of a shadow over the the reboot uh, that they're going to do or the, you know, it's not really a reboot. Like they're, you know, this series continuation uh, that they did the one off of last year uh, that they're going to start next year. Things like that. So like, it's a really meaningful death. Yeah. Um, every character interprets it, uh, in a way, not every character, but most of the characters interpret it in a way that is reveals something about their character, you know? Um, so like, we're going to get in these next couple issues, like, you know, guy, obviously having a hard time with it and eventually kind of blackpilling, um, we're going to get, uh, Tyke who is, you know, wants to be punished for it because he thought he was going to die. Like the whole time he was like, I'm going to die. And then he tried to die and it didn't work. So he wants to be punished for this, the sin. And there's also um, and like, and it's just it's he neat. also blames himself like pushing um i think pushing somebody out of the, the way to spike. cause her yeah yeah to to to, to yeah. get hurt to cause her to get stabbed so yeah like he's just he's got a lot of survivor's guilt um and the way this impacts like guy and his decisions and everything is just really interesting like it becomes the motivation for the next uh kind of villain mm-hmm. um in the next arc like it's really good it is a non-arbitrary death um, there's always like a lot of discourse and discussion whenever you, uh, kill a female character, um, who is the love interest of a character, you know, like, are you just, you know, fridging this woman to, to do male character development? And I feel like that is not the case in this, uh, this case. I feel like this is a good example of this. Yeah. I feel like it's, I think it's, it could, it could have easily been that, um, if it was kind of the sole thing that people focused on going forward. But it's 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 a it's a definitely a huge moment for the team. But it's but also like a, there's a wide variety of things that are happening, and the team is going to have to deal with this like emotional weight for this. Like it's not mm-hmm. just it's not this didn't turn guy into a homicidal maniac where he has to take revenge on all of the bush rangers, right? Like it's not a clear yeah. like, revenge. It's actually like no, this person died, and I have to deal with that. Like I can't just there there is no big bad for me to go take revenge upon, which is where I think we get like the fridging stuff from. Um, not that I'm yeah, an expert yeah. in fridging, like don't I'm not trying to say that or anything, but no, no. I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I had to clarify that. But anybody who knows me is like, oh no, Jeremy, the fridge guy. Yeah, definitely, Jeremy, yeah. the fridge yeah, guy. He's, he's my fridge guy. Oh, do you mean he works on refrigerators? Nope. No, he just analyzes uh, stories no. for their fr- for their fridge possible fridge content. <laughs> yeah, so. So specifically for how they mistreat women. Uh, yeah, I know it seems weird that he de- like he's the voice who does that, but hey. here we are. Here we are. You dance with the one you came with. Every YouTube um, channel's got to have one. <laughs> every every podcast network has to have one of these. Smash that bell. Um, the uh, yeah, it's it's a. I think this is a really good example. Not to take anything away from people who feel hurt by this, because I like Dee Dee a lot as a lot of, as a character too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it do, it does feel good that she's not gone. 
and that she just has these, uh, these huge repercussions. Um, this arc is great. Like this whole thing with the Bush Rangers and space and stuff is, is a really great arc yeah. in this book. Um, very satisfying, like Ferric victory, you know, like they kind of won, but it was all meaningless in a way that really supports the themes of the book. Mm-hmm. You know, like what, what does meaning look like for this kind of fake constructed team that is trying to navigate what doing good looks like in this milieu? Um, yeah, good shit. Good stuff, man. I love this. Um, and the next issue is going to be the last issue of X-Force, and we're going to switch over to Ecstatics, where I actually officially started reading this comic book, so I'm glad yeah. to catch up with where I was. Well, I meant to ask you about that, too. So you you knew she was going to die. Yeah, yeah. I've known this entire this. time. Yeah. yeah, so it's been really kind of bizarre, especially like, and I think that took a little bit of the punch away from the death, because they, you know, they were very obviously trying to build tension with the whole dice roll thing, and I was like, yep, okay, 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 okay. And then, like, obviously mm-hmm. they, they do the switcheroo, where you know, oh, actually, we it's Tyke, and I was like, well, I mean, she's still got to die because I've I've read ahead, so <laughs> yeah, and I've stuff. seen Tyke in the new issue, so yeah, 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 Tyke's um, okay. So I think I know, I think I know yeah. some of this is what's, what's going to happen. But I mean, with a lot of that stuff, like I'm learning more and more um, that knowing a fact about something doesn't necessarily take away the enjoyment, but it can take away some yeah. of like the the impact. Um, but like, and there's definitely stuff that I wouldn't want to be spoiled about. But at this, at, on the same time, like knowing that a character dies is like, okay, well, how that's going to be interesting. How are we going to get there? Right. Like that, I want to see what that's going to, how that's going to impact everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, and this, and this is, mm-hmm. this is delivering. So I'm, I was, I was a big fan of this and I'm a real big fan of the next issue too, which is kind of like a, like a, everyone deals with the consequences kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. Um, yeah. So we'll be back uh, with the next issue mm-hmm. here uh, pretty soon. These episodes are shorter than our other ones, but it's because they're a breeze. Yeah, I think. Yeah, um, you know. Yeah, I mean they're they're easy yeah. to talk about and they're 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 fun to talk about. If you're not reading along with the show, I can't tell you enough. Like, please go read this. Like, get Marvel Limited. Go to your local comic book shop. Whatever. Like, go go read these because they are an absolute blast. Like the we kind of have stopped talking about some of the art. Like very early on in this issue, there's two frames that are put together in such a way where like Vivisector and the fake Spike uh, faces are like basically in the same frame um mm-hmm. but it's it's just a really neat like all of the artwork and stuff is really fucking good we just kind of after a while saying the art is good on a podcast like what are we talking about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you can only say that so many ways before you start repeating yourself but it's yeah. it's it's very good please go read this and and i, I know a lot of people have and like they have just sprinted ahead of us so I'm i'm down for that as well the uh the, the really cool thing about this too is that um the art continues to get better like the art in these are really good, but one of the things that's going to happen is they're going to start expanding their cast um, as we go, not necessarily on the team, but of like side characters. And we kind of get a peek into the, uh, you know, the, the process of joining, you know, choosing new members for X-Force. So that just gives Mike Allred and the, the various artists on this uh, license, just create weirdos. Yeah. Um, and I love it. Like there's a, a panel where they show uh, this competing team and Dude, their, their perspective, so like it's their perspective so members are so good. Orifice. <laughs> so Orifice. fucked up. Uh, I can't wait to talk about Orifice. <laughs> who's, who's voting for Orifice, dude? I'm a superhero. My name is Orifice. It reminds me of the, uh, that Australian dude from the new X-Men that Cyclops and Wolverine say. Oh yeah. Ugly like, job. Man, I have three faces and all of them are dog ugly. It's like, oh man, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love shitty mutants, dude. Um, anywho, uh, if you like the show, patreon.com slash Doug TV and, uh, tell your friends about it. Yeah. Uh, tell your friends, um, support the network, uh, duck f- stream coming soon. Probably very soon. Probably sometime uh, yeah, in the we, month of December. So, uh, prepare uh, for that. 
yeah, definitely in the month of December, we will make announcements. Um, it's taking a little bit longer because we are doing uh, the logistics of doing it virtually, which in some ways is easier because we're all just doing it from our house. And in other ways is harder because we can't, uh, at least for the Duckfeed West portion of it, um, we can't just like fart around. <laughs> we have to yeah. fill content and have things on the screen. So... Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah. it's sad that COVID has stolen the the weird energy that <laughs> Duck Feed West that brings to the table every Duck Street where you guys stay up 24 hours straight and just get fucking bewilderly up your own ass. So yeah, yeah, uh, it it becomes this like like this birthplace and graveyard for in jokes and like mm-hmm. you know many many friendships like live and die their entire lives. Yeah, in that 24 hours, like it's really great. But uh, this year, it's not going to be that. And also, uh, last year doing the 24 hours almost killed me and Will. Yeah, yeah I was going to mention uh, when, that. Yeah, I'm glad that you aren't doing yeah. that because, geez. Will, Will drove me home. I immediately vomited twice and then couldn't sleep for hours because I had like leg cramps that were the most painful thing I've ever felt. Uh, and every time I felt, I felt like I was being tortured. Like every single time I almost got to sleep. Both my legs, I just get this incredibly sharp pain. It was like Deadpool in the tank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, with, with the air thing. Uh, it was horrible. So I'm like, yeah, not this year. Uh, so no. we're, we're figuring something out. I think right now we're thinking about doing 12 hours yeah. uh, and just kind of alternating. So maybe uh, Duckfeed West will still be the night crew, but it'll be like 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Two nights. So it'll be uh, still have a little bit of that loopy stay up late energy, but not... 24 hours of stay up. Yeah, energy. not vomiting twice and like cramps energy. That's not the energy we're looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. And like not vomiting in my home or anything, like vomiting in the parking lot. Yeah. I'm sorry, you know, other denizens of Buckman Heights. Like, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> sorry, mean to. Sorry you had to see that, but you know, <laughs> yeah. we were raising I mean, money whoever, for charity, so deal with yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> whoever's car, like I, I was incapable of caring about anything. Like whoever's car that was that I vomited near, I really apologize sincerely. <laughs> and if you're a listener, hit me up. I'll get you a sticker or something. Oh no. But I, I <laughs> if you're a listener, keep that shit to yourself. Nobody needs to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Check out the Patreon. Tell your friends about the podcast. We'll have details for Duckstream. Um, do, we, do you want to say what we're covering on that right now? Cause we, oh we, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're going to talk about new mutants. We're going to talk about the new mutants and uh, a small spoiler. I think me and Gary are, slightly more positive than the internet in general is about that movie which is all has always been true for every x-men movie ever so yeah i to to i think you're a little bit more positive on it than i am mm-hmm. um i think i'm maybe more positive on it than like apocalypse or x3 sure. but it's it's mm-hmm. down there for me i like it less than i liked phoenix yeah. um which is which is a lot because that that movie's tough mm-hmm. um but there, there were things the things i liked about it i liked quite a bit um it's a weird movie though yeah and uh, i'm glad i didn't risk my life in a theater to see it me too and <laughs> watch that shit. A concession stand <laughs> like, watch that you know. shit at my house like like you're supposed to um but we'll anyway so we're gonna do that go watch the movie you can rent it now um donate mm-hmm. to the patreon and we'll see you in a couple of days 